everyone. I hope that you are having a great week. I hope that I have also had a great week as this is the last pre-recorded episode of mine. And as this episode comes out, I should be heading home today. And that trip to Italy is coming to an end. But I have kind of a fun one for you today. We have talked plenty about your own thoughts, but today we are going to talk about other people's thoughts. Now, I know that all of my smart listeners are very well aware that we cannot control other people's thoughts. We may be able to try and try, but we will never, ever be able to make someone else think something that we want them to think. And the other thing that we cannot do is really 100% know what other people are thinking. Now, I know that we can feel pretty sure that we know. We know that people can tell us what they're thinking. We know that we can be pretty confident in knowing when someone is telling us the truth or not by reading their signals and their body language. But we still cannot 100% know what other people are actually thinking. Because other people might tell us half-truths. They might tell us what their perception is. But by the language that they use and the way that we hear that language and our own interpretation of what they said, all of that might color what we think that they are thinking. Let me give you an example. So let's say that there's a couple who always argue over the dishwasher. Let's say the way that it's loaded. The husband loads it up and usually the wife lets him know either verbally or by reloading it again her way that the way that he loaded it was wrong. So this time the husband loaded the dishwasher and the wife is noticeably silent. He asks her what she is thinking about how he loaded the dishwasher. He says it's fine but he can see her facial expression and he can hear her tone of voice. He can see that her body is kind of tense and not open and calm and easygoing. So he assumes that she is thinking that he definitely did not load the dishwasher okay. And she wants him to know without taking on the burden of being the one to started the fight. So she's letting him know through her body language and not through her words. Well, let's say that what she's really thinking is that she is so tired of this silly argument. She is quiet because she is wondering why he lets it bother her that he loads the dishwasher a different way. She is judging herself in that moment that she ends up arguing over what seems like this silly little thing right now, when in the end, all of the dishes get clean and put away, and then it doesn't matter how it was loaded. But she doesn't feel like talking about it, and she doesn't really want to admit maybe he might think that she was wrong all of those times to bring it up. He knows that now it doesn't seem that important to her anymore. So when he makes a comment that shows 
that he knows he is thinking that he is wrong again and that she is mad, he's actually way off in his guess. But of course he thinks that he is right because he thinks that she is definitely thinking and feeling what he thinks he is thinking and feeling, which is judgment and anger. And so he reacts to that and storms off to spend the rest of the evening in the garage alone. And this is all because he is assuming that he knows what is in her head. So promised you a fun podcast, and here is the fun of it. We naturally always assume that we know what other people are thinking. And then, based on our assumption, we think something about their thoughts. We think something about that person. We decide what we are making it mean that they are thinking those thoughts. And then based on what we think, that drives how we feel about it. And then from that feeling, we choose how to act. And then how we act has a result. So that is basically a model. The circumstance is someone else's thought when something happens. And then we think about it. We feel a certain way, we take an action, and we get a result. Now, if you've been following me, then you know that the part that we have the most control over here is part about what we think. So we can also call into question whether or not that circumstance is definitely, truly factual. If the circumstance is the thought in someone else's head, then we could certainly question the validity of that. It might not be factual. It might just be the thought that we assume that they have in their head. Okay, so the fun part is coming. If we are going to assume what someone else's thought is, what if we pick any thought we want? Now, that might sound kind of silly, but let's look at this a little bit closer. I want you to picture how this model would play out if you started with a different thought in the beginning. So let's take a scenario with three different people in the same situation, and they all assume a different thought, and I want you to see how the model would end up with different results. I'm going to take an example about a family and children. You can come up with your own example that takes place in your family or in your work environment, and you could play it out. My example is going to be a family, and the parents tell the three children that they are not going to go on their regular yearly vacation to Disney this year. Now, these are teens, and they have gone to Disney every single year growing up, and this is the first time that they are not going. So the first child thinks that the parents cannot afford it this year, and they don't want to talk about financial issues with their children. Her thought is that I am sad for my parents. Her feeling is sympathy. Her action is to try and get some babysitting jobs and to try to not ask her parents for any money if she can help it. Now, the second child thinks that his parents are just tired of going to Disney, and they're pretty happy to not go anymore now that the kids are not so little, and they don't really care if the kids are thinking 
that they would like to still go away as a family and spend time together and to do something that they look forward to every year. His thought is, my parents don't care about what we want. And his feeling is more like resentment. His actions are going to be more rebellious than his sister's. So he leaves his room a little more messy, and he doesn't do his homework right away, and he doesn't come to dinner when he's called. Now that third child is thinking that now that they are not little anymore, that their parents are probably working on choosing a new fun adventure that honors and reflects the fact that the kids are more grown up now, and they might enjoy something a little more fun for their age. So her thought is that now the possibilities are endless and we get to help in the decision-making process. So her feeling is excitement and her action is to start researching all of the other vacation destinations that she thinks that they would all enjoy more. So very different thoughts which generate different feelings for each of them, and then very different actions. The first child's result is going to be creating some empathy, but it might also be some misunderstanding of what the parents are thinking, and it could create maybe some distance or some independence from the adults in the family. The second child is definitely creating some distance from the parents and probably some conflict. And the third child is creating maybe some opportunity for creativity and family connection if there is another vacation in store to be planned, or maybe some misunderstanding if a different vacation is not on the table. Definitely different results that come from their different actions, and they're all directly related to what their assumption that they are making is in the beginning. Now, I know that you could come up with a similar example in any other situation of three people that make three different assumptions. It doesn't matter what the environment is. Different people can always be in the exact same circumstance. and They have different perspectives about what happened. You know, when the police question eyewitnesses to hear their accounts at an event of what has happened. Do you think that they always get the exact same perspective of the chain of events? Of course not. Everyone has a little bit different perspective and they might always be reading other people's actions and other people's words to mean something different. So back to the fun part. If you don't truly know what someone else is thinking, then why not assume something good? Picture how different people walk into a job interview. Picture how differently they carry themselves when they assume that the person interviewing them is thinking that they are happy to be there in the opportunity and they are feeling lucky to get to meet you. Or when someone walks in and assumes the interviewer doesn't really want to be there and that they are probably thinking that this is a waste of time because you're not the right person for the job anyway. It's a, it's a whole different outcome because what you are thinking that they are thinking will determine what you think about that and then how you feel 
and then will drive your actions for how you handle yourself. So what if you just always assume the best? What if you always walked into a job interview thinking that the interviewer has been waiting all day just to meet you and that they are going to think fantastic things about you when you left? How would you act differently in making that assumption? Now, if you can't fully believe that, then what if you picked something else that had the result of maybe making you feel more relaxed? If trying to think that the interviewer was having the time of their life, if that just feels false to you, what if you thought that what they're really thinking was about the wedgie that they have that's bothering them or that they're thinking about what they're going to buy at the store for dinner on the way home? and that they're not even really listening to you so much anyway. Maybe one of those thoughts would serve you better if it had the effect of you being able to relax and just treat the interview as practice for yourself for next time. Maybe you are the kind of interviewee that performs better without that pressure of assuming that the interviewer is thinking scrutinizing and judgmental thoughts. But my point is that you can pick anything. It doesn't really matter if it's true or not. What matters is that you pick it and you get your brain to believe it. Then you will do your own model based on what you think about that thought. Let's talk about when else this might be useful. Definitely the first time that pops into my mind is during a fight with your partner. We tend to do a lot of so-called mind reading in this scenario. So just like the dishwasher example, we really feel like we know our partner so well sometimes that we believe that we always know what they're thinking. This is definitely not always true. We might be able to guess pretty well a lot of the time, but that just isn't giving our partner credit for all of the variations and new thinking that our partner is capable of. They aren't a robot that just has the exact same thoughts spit out every time like they are a machine. During a fight, however, we can be so reactive to what we think that they are thinking. We give a lot of meaning to their thoughts of judging us. So what if we picked different thoughts that were in their head and we acted as if? Now, if we acted differently than we usually do during a fight, this can throw the whole hamster wheel fight right off balance. You know that kind of fight that you've had over and over again in the same way, but it's just a different day and a different time. When you approach it differently, You can throw your partner off balance because he or she is certainly going to expect the usual behavior from you again and will be surprised when you act in a different way. Just like you feel like you know what your partner is probably thinking, they're over there thinking the same thing about you. So when you start acting differently from a different feeling caused by your different thoughts, You will certainly make your partner pause and wonder what the heck are you thinking because it is certainly going to seem different to them. 
So what can you think that your partner is thinking during a fight? What if you assume that they are just waiting to have you make them laugh? Or if you assume that they are so tired of having this fight that underneath they're thinking that they just really want to skip it. Or if you assume that this partner of yours is showing his or her true feelings or annoyed feelings to you because they just love you so much and they feel the most comfortable and safe with you as compared to everyone else in the world. If you assumed any of those things, can you picture how differently you might act as compared to assuming that your partner is just so annoyed with you and is judging you and would love to have you just go away for a while? I think that you would be playing a whole different game than your partner is. And when you are playing that fighting game with your partner, like you usually do, who wins? Usually, really, no one wins. That's why it's called a hamster wheel, because it just goes round and round and round. No end and no winner. I would love it if you could walk through your day all this week and look for opportunities to guess what other people are thinking. When you find yourself in that scenario where you make an assumption and you are about to act, stop and ask yourself, what if I assumed something different? What if I picked something fun? How could this turn out differently? Look for opportunities and then test it out. It's a great experiment and it could be a fun one. It's one that can definitely show you that you have more control over a situation than you think. And you don't even have to control another person. Because what we tell ourselves that someone else thinks, it is our interpretation. And we have control over that brain of ours, but only when we have some awareness that we do have some control. Because when we aren't aware, our brain is very happy to take over and do its own thing. So learning how to take charge of our brain is one of the most rewarding things that we can do in this lifetime. Make that brain of yours work for you. Have a great week, my friends, and I will see you all again next week. Bye for now. Bye.